Hi, this is Alex Skolnick, and you're listening to Focused on Metal. Hey, Metalheads, Scott here. And Richie. And we're back, as promised. We're back. Yeah, I can see our house when I got back. It's been in the garden for the last two weeks. It's been, uh, I know sometimes, you know, podcasts, they go, oh, we're taking a break, and then it's like uh, crickets for six months or whatever, but uh, yeah, we are indeed back, and uh Unusually, I think this is the first time we ever took a break that literally, like, this is the first time I fired up the board in two weeks. We haven't actually done any interviews. No. Normally, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll do two or three interviews, but we just let it all lie. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're not running out of audio to, to, <laughs> to play, but it means, you know, sometimes you just need to clear out the cobwebs a little bit. Yeah. No, and, it was, uh, it's, been a, it's been perfect timing, but that was... <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, you come over tonight, and I'm like, yeah, this is literally the first time I fired up this board for two weeks. Well, when you did the Michael Sweet thing, I was planning on coming down, and of course, at the last minute, I couldn't come down, so I haven't been down here in a month. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. One of the things, actually, is weird as well. Four years I'm doing the show now. Is it four? Yeah. Holy shit. I know. (laughs) You know the way you mention, like, sometimes people say they'll be gone for a couple of weeks, and they don't come back? Uh Uh-huh. A lot of people... They go in with the best of intentions and something comes up and then a week is gone and two years. But I think, like, we're doing it four years, the two of us. Uh And we haven't killed each other. (laughs) And a lot of people do it, like, you know, John Caddick does it. Yeah. And how long are Rock and Snowy now? They've been doing it together for a few years, too. So Rock and Snowy have been doing it for a little bit longer than we've been on the air, um, only because... That was pretty much the, I guess in a way, you know, you go back to 70s sitcom. We're almost a spinoff of, of Rad Metal. Okay. You know what I mean? Where, where it was Dario and uh, and uh, Snowy and then, you know, brought Rock in and then and then Dario left and we started this other show. So Yeah, and the, the guys that do Talking Metal, I think they've been doing it for a long time too. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Bob, Bob Banalvandian hasn't done... He probably does like two a year now at this stage. And <laughs> then you have, um, well, Chris and um, what's the other guy for Decibel Geek? Uh, Chris and Aaron. Aaron. They've been yeah. doing it for a long time. Yeah, as well. yeah. They've been, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely an incredible it's, show. It's, it's, um, it's, it's work. Yeah. And, then, have, you know, think- and when you think about, you know, taking like best of intentions and stuff, I guess probably the best example of that is, is Aaron from Signals and Noise. I mean, great show, um, good friend, and, uh, you know, with with moving and all that, and he really expected to fire back up, and just with family and work and all that. But uh, you know, now he's putting episodes out again, so it's great to see. You know that that uh, that you know Aaron's back with Signals of Noise every week. So I mean, good stuff. But it is. I mean, it's it's definitely a long road to haul. Yeah, Brian Sorter did the double stuff. Oh, that's right, Brian. He yeah. moved from uh, the West Coast. He's up Toronto, up yeah. that direction. He hasn't done a show in a while, says he really misses it. Now, I don't know if he's even going to come back and do it, but yeah. he had a great idea. He was doing these career shows every week. They were going over really well, yeah. and the family moves, and, you know, life <laughs> gets in the way, and, and 
I don't know whether he's even going to come back. Yeah. But it's it's work. Yeah, it I'm is. Not, I'm not going to lie. Like it's more work for you. You do the editing and all that. But it is work. Yeah. And um, you know, we try and spread the word out there. We do this for nothing. That's right. You know, we don't ask, we don't ask for anything. We've been doing it fifty weeks a year for four years, and occasionally we get some free shows. <laughs> well, I've had one or two PR people say that we should get free shows. Yeah, because we're promoting the band's yeah. product, and yeah. you know, and I think we do a, an okay job at it. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna on onwards we go now. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's, uh, it's good. I mean, like I said, it's just great to to say, yeah, you know, we're taking two weeks off. We'll be back, and and boom, here we are back. Yeah, you know? yep. We we said two weeks, and it's two weeks. Yeah. So anyway, in, in the couple of weeks we were away, um, that old Mick Brown interview that we, we didn't know when we were going to run yeah. kind of uh, reared its head. And I was like, wow, over something, I didn't think it was much at the time. A bit of background on that. We did that a while ago, yeah. right? Don Dockin announced a reunion, I think, at the end of July, or it might have even been the end of June. And yeah. we did it way before then. Yeah, yeah. And we'd just been sitting on it because a, a lot of the interview was it, was, it was a career thing. A little bit was about the reunion and some of it was about mixed bourbon ballet. And we sometimes get interviews after that that are more time sensitive. Right, yeah. That this the album was coming out in two or three weeks. Yeah. So we run that and... You just said to me one one time, yeah, we'll run Mick. And I was, the joke me and you had was, is this going to be another Jerry Gaskell? <laughs> another drummer interview that we sit yeah, on it for a year. Yeah. And of course we run it and it went over very well. And I get a, a text one day saying, you're on Blabbermouth. And I'm like, for what? He said, for Mick Brown. And I looked at Blabbermouth and it was a... Uh, Oh yeah, Don and George are already starting up again, and I, and I'd listened to the interview, of course, since you'd edited it and sent it to me, and I thought nothing of it at the time. Next thing, yeah. EddieTrunk.com is picked up on it, on us, and he's putting it on, you know, saying yeah. his focus on metal podcasts. And I'm thinking it's great for us because, like, we're this little show that yeah. does what we do, what we do, right. and you know, other people have picked up on it, and it's nice to be credited for sure. it. And um. But sometimes we get stuff said to us and we think, yeah, I'll submit it to some of the news sites and nothing. Like when we had Michael on a few weeks ago and I asked him about the Shed shows. Yeah. And he said that he thought that the bands were, uh, or the promoters were prejudiced yeah. towards the band yeah. because yeah, of their- Yeah, he was pretty candid about yeah, that. Yeah. I thought that'd get picked up. Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. And here Mick Brown says that Don and George are fighting again. And I think <laughs> that's bigger news than what in this political correct world uh-huh. than what Michael said. Yeah. And I'm like, I just find that odd sometimes. I think some of the things that you see on on the news sites, they're kind of like, oh yeah, our new album is the best album that we're ever <laughs> going to do. And I'm like, you really ran that shit? You know, I'm thinking, is that newsworthy? Right, right. Or, or uh, anyway. But yeah, it was nice to get a, a bit of extra coverage on, on the Mick Brown interview. I wasn't expecting that, were yeah. you? Were you I, I wasn't, that? no, no. Like, Especially since we ran it like past the past the announcement and stuff because it really wasn't about like trying to like get you know hits because of of mick talking about the the reunion reunion. it really wasn't even that intention at all yeah so it was kind of like yeah this isn't time sensitive and when and mick's a cool guy and and like you joke he's probably still talking and uh it was was just like yeah just gonna run it when we run it he was was great you know he was great because he was very very honest yeah and, oh yeah, um, brutally so if you look if you if you go if, if you click on the uh 
you know, the, the, the thing on Blabbermouth and, you know, the way all these people put comments in uh -huh. it. A lot of them are like, Don's an asshole, George is great. <laughs> George is an asshole, Don is great. But a lot of the comments said that they really admired Mick because he was honest. And yeah. he said, it's money. Yeah, it's money, and the two guys are fighting already. And next thing, this story, this story on our little show just blows up, and I'm like, "Holy shit, <laughs> great!" I like, I'm not going to knock any coverage we get like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully we get a few more listeners that might listen to what we do. Yeah, be cool. Uh, and yeah, and um, it doesn't do us any harm when it comes to uh, raising our profile. Sure. So maybe once a year we're on Flavermouth, <laughs> once every two years. But um, yeah, it's it's funny, but. I just I just thought that was weird because I was not expecting that at all. But yeah, but that's that's Mick Brown, that's done, and yeah. you know onwards we go now, and hopefully we'll uh, you know we'll get some more tasty news out of some of these guys. Maybe they can call yeah. someone a prick. Or Although we never really <laughs> ever go for that. It's just like no. whatever it is, it is, and uh, that's all. It's always a good form for people to say whatever they want to say. A lot of them, they're programmed. Um, some of them. I don't know. Some of, a lot of a lot of times, I think we go for guys that are you know like so you know Black Star Riders, right? I mean, again, they're making a new album. Like I'm so excited, right? But I mean, more than likely, right? We'll talk to Jimmy. Yeah, right? I'll get you. We won't directly. talk to one of the other guys who everyone is talking to. We'll talk to Jimmy, which is great. I mean, we've got a relationship with Jimmy, and he's like feels free to say whatever he wants to say. And I mean, I think that's great. And rather than going for you know, for the programmed guy. I mean, you kind—I guess you kind of see a little bit of that balance when we did Last in Line, right? Where Viv did most of the interviews, and so he had a lot of the same questions, and he gave a lot of the same answers, which they were true and honest answers, but a lot of the same things. I think we got a little bit of different perspective out of him too, because we tend to ask different things. Mm. Um, but then talking to Andrew, it was like totally left field. You know, it's like, why the hell wouldn't you talk to Andrew? Like, holy shit, if you want that, like, the new guy perspective, he's the guy to talk to. Yeah, but he's not the guy that's going to get the headlines. It's, yeah, it's what Vivian yeah, says, yeah. Like, or Vinny. Yeah, but but again, I, th I, I thought it was great talking to Andrew. No, I mean, it was we, super. We pulled that shit together in, like, a half an hour. Yeah, but there, right? were, two, there were two different interviews. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you're good to try and get the uh, the other guy. Yeah. Um, the other guy is normally not allowed to do interviews, though, and because he can be a little bit loose in, the, <laughs> in what he says. But um, but the thing is, we never bait people either. I mean, it's always a conversation, and it's never it's it's never like a, a you know a Jerry Springer thing to bait somebody to say some shit. It's just always just hey, we're having a conversation, and feel free to talk, and you know whatever. If if shit comes out, I mean, that's fine. And yeah, there's been those one or two interviews where someone said something, and it's been like. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, run that exact comment, kind of a thing. I and think my personal opinion is a lot of no, a lot of inter. I, I this is just my opinion. Yeah, interviewers bait guests. Oh yeah, because they don't know what the bands are promoting. That they might say, so tell me, is this person an asshole? In other words, I know nothing about your new album. I'm just going to go. No, I kind of disagree. I think a lot of them bait bait them to try to get. Like juicy newsworthy comment, mm. and 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 go at it that way. I definitely think there's probably a lot of radio DJs out there who are doing exactly what you said. Yeah. That they don't have a like frying fuck of an idea. No, of let who me the band ask is. you about what you did in 1983 <laughs> for 20 minutes, and then say, and you have a new album out, and yeah. thanks for talking to us. Yeah. Um, but 
sometimes you can bait the guy depending on how the conversation's going. If it's going pretty free flowing, you can think, right? I can throw that in, and I actually might get something out of him. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you're talking to a guy, and it's like, yep, no, All right, yes, no, maybe, and it's uh, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to go there. It all depends. And again, if you've had the guy on a couple of times and you have a bit of a relationship with yeah. him, you can get stuff out of him. Yeah. Um, you're not looking for anything tasty. Yeah. So uh, There's a difference between looking for stuff, you know, the stuff like that. And then just asking the guy to be honest. Uh-huh. If the guy's being honest, yeah. he's being honest. If you're trying to bait the guy, I think the guy, I think the guy would know, to be honest, if right. you're baiting him. Yeah. So I think, you know, you know, Jimmy's free to talk. Michael's always felt really free to talk. But Mike, Michael, you listen, extremely honest. You, you know? listen to Michael. Yeah. In in other interviews that he does, he's always been honest. Yeah. It, it, it gets him into uh, it gets him in the news uh-huh. sometimes for the wrong reasons. But there's no such thing these days as bad publicity, and he he's yeah. been honest. Yeah. He's honest about everything we've talked to him about, yeah. and uh, you know he's well. Michael's been on. Five times now. Wow. <laughs> is it five? Holy yeah. shit. Five. He's is- no, he's Mr. Prolific. <laughs> <laughs> he really he's is. He's a good shit to talk to. No, he's so excellent. Good. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, another thing, you know, again, we didn't really get to discuss because you couldn't come down, but, you know, we went out to see Glenn Hughes. Amazing. Holy shit. I mean, Amazing. you know, um, I still, like, I'm aggravated with the dude that had to. Watch friggin' song through his four inch cell phone. Oh, like, are you friggin' kidding me? Yep. Um, and uh, but I think it was uh, I think great show. What's the guy's name? Was it Mike? Yeah. Holy <laughs> crap! I swear to God, every show we go to, there's there's like there's one. There's one whack job. And this guy was like, holy shit! He and, didn't he didn't um he didn't stay next to us. Thank Christ. But you could see him all through the crowd yeah. losing his shit. Yeah. But and, he was, uh, I mean, you can knew, right? He comes up to the table. I mean, we're sitting there, we're having a drink. The dudes that come next to us, they're sitting there, they're having a drink. We haven't even really spoken to each other. Then this dude comes over and he's like, he's like tweaking, he's vibrating. And he's like, hi, I'm Mike. And it's like, oh, shit, here's another, here's another one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was glad when he disappeared. I turned around to the two guys <laughs> next to me and I said, no. I don't know you guys, but we don't know him at all. <laughs> just so you know, and we were just we were just standing up. At the, we were at the side, and we were standing up watching Glenn and the band, and we were just watching Mike yeah. going through the crowd, yeah. and he just kept getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah. And I thought he was going to spontaneously like was, combust. I thought it was going to be that uh, John Hinckley Jr. kind of thing at the front of the stage. Holy crap! Oh. That guy was. And he was, and then you know, he pulled out the list of bootlegs he had. I probably shouldn't show you this. Oh I'm, God! Yeah. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. But ah. <laughs> oh my God, he's 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 definitely uh, living in the mother's basement, guy. Wow! But, he was um, out there. But the show was amazing. Oh, absolutely um, fantastic! Glenn did his his whole career. Um, did a, he did Stormbringer and he did Burn and he did uh, what other purple song did he do? Uh, you keep on moving. Wasn't it? Or it was one of the ones on Come Taste the Band. Yeah, he just, I mean, and he did Black Country and he did his solo stuff and he did Trapeze and he did Hughes Troll. Yeah. He didn't do, he didn't do any Sabbath stuff or Iomi stuff. Yeah. And that bummed me out a little bit, but um, that guy's got so many albums. Jesus Christ. Like, where does he start? 40 years worth of stuff and it was. uh, yeah, definitely just an absolute killer show. I mean, obviously you saw him in a smaller venue than that. Oh, yeah. You Tiny know? place. But uh, just to see Glenn, you know, 
intimate like that. Wow, just just freaking fantastic. Three piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just great. And then I can't even remember the name of the uh, uh, Joanne Shaw Taylor. She was very good. She was. I mean, shredding and very you know blues. But uh, holy crap, just what a great guitar player. Yeah, singer, showman. I Mm -hmm. mean, the whole thing just was really a good setup into into Glenn. And uh, it was cool too to watch that she came back up. And just stood on the stairs and, and just watched him. It was weird. The, the venue was weird. It's like you're going to a wedding reception. Yeah. And the band are up on stage playing, yeah. you know, 70s schmaltz or something yeah. like that. It's Imagine that set up and Glenn Hughes walks up. Right. I mean, it's That's really, what it was. It's really weird because we're, I mean, Richie and I, we're just like, we're having beers. Well, I was having Jack and Coke, but... And but you got people in front of us and they're getting like dinner and yeah the table know, all service this stuff and it's like like are you kidding me this is like Glenn Hughes in front of you I'm old but you know? <laughs> I, re- I really felt fucking old at that it was uh, yeah just uh, just an awesome show uh, it was definite highlight of the year definitely yeah uh, yeah he doesn't come around that often no um, I've only seen him twice so um, hopefully when the solo album comes out and he's in good he looks in good health he does and he's yeah. in great voice yeah. Gee, how could that man still sings like that it's, it's amazing Six, was he 65, 66 yeah, the, only, the only thing that was on there was you know someone he talked about losing friends and all that and the dude that yelled out you know everything louder than everything else and he just couldn't he couldn't hook it up with Lemmy and people are like screaming Lemmy and he just couldn't he couldn't put that part together and he he, he remember he said something that said was, something about Blackmore. Yeah, and it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's still in good voice. Oh, just you know, fantastic. chats to the audience and and uh, we were hoping to meet him, um, but the it was absolutely lashing rain. Holy shit! You said that, you down. said the merch guy said he wasn't going to come down, so we just said, look, we'll get out of here. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the show, they were like, the guy was like. Well, the whoever was was uh, emceeing it was like, yeah, yeah. So there's going to be uh, all kinds of merch, and the bands are going to sign it, and blah 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 blah. And then the merch guy downstairs was like, we don't have CDs, we don't have this, we don't. Know. What are you talking about? What? Mm. And uh, he's like, band's not coming out. What? Yeah. So we just legged it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was pissing down. Oh yeah, but yeah, great show. Fantastic. I wouldn't, you know. Fuck the rain, like you know, it's Glenn, it's Glenn Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm glad we went, and I think I think we bought like the last two freaking seats too. But it was like if Glenn says come to that show, it's like all right, well, we'll, we'll go to that show. Yeah, and I I don't know anyone who actually went the night before. Um, he was in Salisbury, Salisbury, yeah. Um, which is another great venue, but you know he's got the album. I think it's coming out in November. I think, and hopefully we'll have hopefully uh, have him back on. We'll have him back on about yeah. that, and um. You know, another chat with Glenn. He's fucking legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's he's probably the, he's probably the biggest guy I've spoken to on the show. Yeah. As regards my one of my vocal icons. Uh huh. I'm like, you you were nearly shitting yourself at the chair there. You were like, holy fuck, we're going to be talking to Glenn Hughes. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, just down to Eric Guy and uh, still making music. He's solo album yeah. Black Country Communion yeah. he's not oh, yeah, yeah. he's, 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 he's not. too he's had, said some nice things about Jason and yeah. and, and uh, Joe about Joe and everything and that was that was pretty Derek, cool yeah. and uh, yeah I mean, I'm looking forward to I'm hoping that the, the next BCC is back to our first Get 
I just hope to do some shows. Yeah. Because, and this still fucking bugs me. I had a ticket for the show in Hampton Beach when the first album came out and I couldn't go. Uh-huh. And uh, they haven't really toured since. And yeah. when they released the third album, I think they had only one show announced in England and it was canned. And Glenn, I think, just went, look, I want a tour. I don't want to just record. Yeah. And Joe was, I think that, that they were butting heads at the time. Joe was doing solo albums and he was he was playing with, I can't remember the name of the girl. Is it Beth Hart or Beth something? Beth Hart, yeah. Yeah. And he was doing albums with her and... Glenn wanted the tour and Joe didn't have the time and yeah. so Glenn just knocked it on the head. Actually, their their reunion really surprised me. I thought they were done. There's got to be a lot of chemistry there. Sometimes you'd like, you know There's what? There's no money there. No, but... Not so, these but, days. But those guys, they, you know, all of them, right? They're all musicians, right? They, they played a, because they love to play. So there's got to be that chemistry there that I'm sure that they all sat back and... And it was like, fuck, you know, there's something there, and let's let's go do it again. Yeah, which but is you, great. Yeah, but you got to think that that Jason played in California Breed. Yeah, and just as they were going to go out, he bailed on Glenn and Andrew Watt. Yeah, and you'd think, okay, that might have left a bad taste in Glenn's mouth, so he's going to go back now, not only with Joe but with Jason. Yeah, well, but he's known Jason since he was in diapers, right? So true. <laughs> it's gonna be. He was probably be changing a, his diapers, or maybe. Well, snorting a line off his diapers. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, come on. There's got to be some strong feelings there, you know. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, holy shit. That was def- definitely uh, just a great show. I'm glad we went. It's I still actually still have the T-shirt in my car. I still haven't taken it out. Yeah, we got the uh, – <laughs> are you planning on going to the Megadeth shows? Megadeth, the Monomart, Metal Church? I don't know. I haven't really uh, yeah, I'm thought in, much uh, about it. I'm, I've actually booked – I'm in New Jersey. That weekend. That's right, yeah. And I'm trying to uh he uh, he has a ticket and I'm I'm gonna I've already put the word in to try and get hooked up for the, that show down there. It holds about twenty thousand. Yeah. And you got I think it's is it Havoc or Havoc? Havoc. They've bailed and they've put a few nasty they, uh and they put metal ch- and metal yeah. churches on the bill, yeah. No metal church were on it. Uh but ha- Havoc or Havoc, they bailed and they put a few nasty things out there about um Mustaine and his son and of course that went back and forth and I don't know who else they have opening now but it's Megadeth, Amon Amart, Suicidal Tendencies with yeah. Dave Lombardo's drumming and I've never seen Dave so that'll be in our, our Suicidal. I'm the last, last show I tweeted about it was that Havoc was pulled off the bill and they had added Metal Church. No, the Metal Church were always on it. They were always on it and Havoc were the opening band. So they're, know, they're, they're getting someone else to open instead of them because Metal Church were on it. They were all yeah. this on it in the beginning. Off, has been, they've been around for a bit. They're, uh, uh, what, Eric? They're on Eric. Yeah, so I don't know who they've uh, who they've gotten to, to open. They might, they might have got anybody. Maybe the bands will just play for a little bit longer. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a good bill. It's um, Will it sell 20,000? How big are I'm on a mart? They're the... They're the, they're the they're the grey one for me. I'm not really sure. Fa- they have a big fan base. What, are they, they new metal? Are they no? They're Viking metal. Oh Jesus Christ! Are they like Running Wild and all these bands? No, no, no. Running Wild is that, and that's the band we couldn't think of in front of the Primal Fear show. Oh, was Running it? Wild. Yeah, they're playing in the Palladium soon. That's remember we were trying to yeah. think who that the pirate metal band. Yeah, Running I, Wild. I think I was saying Slave Raider. Do you remember them? 
The no. guy slave disbanded. The guy had an eye patch and all on the singer. No, I can't I think don't of his name. That, but all I, right, yeah, that was that's who we were trying to think of. Was running wild. Okay. It's, it's like Viking metal, but um, uh, the new Elves, not bad. Okay. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. I, no, right. I've heard it. Yeah, okay. Because um, I don't know any of their songs yeah. at all. So the other shows, of course, coming up, I'm sure you might go, is uh, Steve Vai is doing the Passion and Warfare tour. Is he doing the whole record? A couple of the guys at work have been bugging me about, are you going to go see Vi? Are you going to go see Vi? But we just saw Vi. What? Yeah, with Generation X, yeah. Um, See, the band, they come around too often nowadays. But yeah, they're, I mean, he's what? Is it the Wilbur or the Schubert? I can't remember. I think it's the Wilbur. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the anniversary tour for Passion and Warfare. I don't know. Yeah. It's his biggest album if he's playing the whole thing. Yeah. I've just been, uh, I mean, literally, my schedule right now is I get up in the morning, yeah. go in, come home, have dinner, go to bed, yeah. get up, do it again. Well, the show I'm trying to get hooked up for and I've been told it's it's probably going to be okay is um it's not metal but it's uh, John Anderson Trevor Raven Rick Wakeman yeah um all doing all the yes stuff from the 80s and 90s that Trevor Raven played on and I can't wait to see that I abs- I love those records yeah I think Trevor Raven's a genius like he's done a ton of soundtrack work so he's made a lot of money doing these big massive movies yeah um, over the years but he wants to put on the guitar again and go out and play and he's got John Anderson and Rick Wakeman with him and it's kind of, it's weird like you have they're going out as that and yes they're still going out with um, they have Billy Sherwood on bass now instead of Chris Squire they had Jay Shellen on drums who was on Raiding the Rock Vault because uh-huh. the, the drummer I, I can't remember is it I can't remember the name of the yes drummer he was ill so really the only members they had was um how Steve How was Steve it? Howe. Steve yeah, Howe and like he's permanently Ill. is it? Uh, what's the other guy's name? Is it Alan White? Alan White, that's the yeah. Drummer. Alan White's the drummer, so he wasn't there. So whoever the keyboard player is, see these yes guys. <laughs> the only guys I really know is Chris Square and and Steve Howe. Bill the, is it? Bru- Bill Bruford? Is that his? No, no, he's he's been gone years. Oh. I think you see they've they've had more members than Megadeth. <laughs> well, they've been around twice been as a, long. Yeah. <laughs> 
But here, here's one for you now. More members. Megadeth or Metal Church? <laughs> Probably Metal Church. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. It's an interesting one. But, um, yeah, so we're back. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Rambling again. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, hey, just another thing before we uh, before we dive into this week's interview is uh, obviously our friends in Armored Saint have a Pledge Music campaign going yep. for their new live album. So you can go to pledgemusic.com slash Armored Saint. And that's uh, some cool stuff up there. Signed, uh, signed vinyl, signed CDs, whole thing. Uh, priced really well, but it's really to, to get their new uh, the new live album out. Um, even, uh, I don't know if they're still available or not, but, uh, you know, one of John Bush's, uh, sure. SM 58 mics is up there and guitars, uh, there's guitars, guitars, sign guitars and, there. Yeah. Um, there's like, uh, meet and greet sound check thing, yep. you know, hang out with the van for a couple of hours yep. kind of deal. And, uh, they're a band out there now. They've been going a long time and they're touring a lot more than I thought they would. Yeah. I think they're touring a lot more now than they did for La Raza. Uh-huh. Um, I think a lot of that obviously depended on John Bush. Sure. Um, I think he was making a lot of money. He does a lot of voiceovers. Yeah. And um, they've done a tour of Europe. I think they're going out now again. Is it with Queensryche? Or they're going Queensryche. Out, yeah. They're going out again on another run. And yeah. I think early next year they're doing more shows. Yeah. And it's it's good to see. It, yeah. It's a great band. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, the other one is uh, always... Uh, another one of our regulars, The Sound of Thunder. As you guys know, they you know they do almost all their stuff through Kickstarter. They have a huge network of support, so they have a brand new Kickstarter campaign as well for the next album. So uh, you want to go out and check that out, Kickstarter.com, and and look for uh, for A Sound of Thunder. But good stuff there as well. I think the first in the first twenty four hours, they they had already raised like twelve grand. And I Black mean, Star Riders have one too. Oh yeah, and Black Star Riders have one as well. These, and, these uh, a lot of these guys. We had a chat about this a while ago, and I was I was on the fence about this pledge music Kickstarter kind of deal because yeah, I felt yeah. that um, that the labels were paying for it, and it was why were you kind of asking fans to do this uh-huh. thing and. But when you you don't when you look at it, they, they offer a lot of these bands offer a lot of stuff, and you don't have to buy any of it. You can buy the album anyway. Yeah. So it's some of it's pretty nice, you know. I, I, yeah. I'm kind of changed my opinion a little bit about it. Yeah. I, I, again, you know, like you know, Sound of Thunder doing it. I mean, it's great. It it means they're not signed to a big label telling them what to do, and they can continue to do what they want. And because they get to do what they want, they're prolific as fuck. Mm. And you know what I mean, which is great, and they just they just feel free to do what they want. You can't beat that, you know. Um, the same thing with you got something like um, uh, Lords of the Trident through Patreon and stuff. I mean, I think it's a good model for supporting bands you really believe in, and um, definitely never been disappointed in it in any of them really that that uh, that I've done. Good, yeah, I think that's. Small bands now, they got to do what they got to do to get the music out there. Yeah, Because yeah. the, the labels aren't don't have the money anymore but if there are the labels. Bands, even like Saint, you know what I mean? And, and uh, uh, you know, I just think those guys are, those guys are, are great at it. Uh, same thing, Cobra and the Lotus. I mean, great band. They've had a, a campaign going for a while now. Yeah, they've got a new record yeah, coming new record out in February. Out and, and Cobra's been really good about about voicing appreciation and stuff on I social saw media them. for that. I saw them open no for Kiss. No way. Kiss. Really? Um, when they played last year, I um, one of my friend told me to go and That's see this right, band. You did go to see yeah. them, yeah. And they 
Dick. She's I, phenomenal. I had no Her voice I- is oh, yeah. freaking phenomenal. I had no idea who they were, and they were they were they played for about half half an hour. They were excellent. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Speaking of female singers, we're going to go to Doro. Go to Doro. In a never, small venue. I've never seen Doro. I mean, to see... This, You've this, never seen Doro. No, no. But she, she, it's like, typically, you, you miss that she's come through. It's like, holy fuck, she's been through? Fuck. No, but these, the, the place we're going to see, see her in, they don't do Ticketmaster. No. So you got to be kind of on your toes. Yeah. And yeah. this place holds 200 people. Yeah. And if you wait a couple of days, it's, it's so you're fun. out of luck, you're yeah. fucked. And uh, yeah, that's it's going to be an interesting show because it's like I, seeing Dora in your living room. I mean, it is, much. but um, she, she, I think she plays long shows. Yes, she does. She plays like two hour yeah. shows, and uh, I, it's going to be. I'm looking forward to that. This, that's definitely one of these artists in Ireland that I was like, "Fuck, I'll never fucking see Doro." Yeah, yeah. and uh, here we are. We're going to go in a couple of weeks and see her. Yeah, so good and stuff. The other show next month as well, and they're out on tour is uh, Symphony X. Yeah, it'd be cool if we get hooked up for them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and that's in the sweat box again in the yes, Palladium. Yes, it is. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, show's coming, taking, you know, they're all coming from all angles. And uh, new album's coming out. You got New Testament. Yep. Oh, yeah, I already got that on pre-order. You got uh, Glenn Hughes. You got, oh, I don't know if there's any Opet fans out there. They've got a new record coming out. got a new coming one out. coming out as well. Yeah, but definitely Nuclear Blast. You can go get... Uh, nice packages for Opeth, and uh, there's some really nice packages for the New Testament coming out as well. So I'm, I'm sure at this point, probably the there's uh, like a deluxe version. The only we're going to do a thousand copies of it. It might be sold out by now. I don't know. As of last night, there were still some available, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but definitely this. Uh, there's the even the uh, import digipack, which is what I got. Um, but there's some good versions of that stuff up there as well. So good stuff for Testament. Yeah, and you have New Alter Bridge too. New Alter Bridge. I'm looking forward to that. Very nice. Now. Yeah, because yeah. that Mark, that those Tremonti albums are tremendous. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that that's it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're like Richie said, we're freaking back. Yeah, we're back. 
So uh, this week we're going to uh, play a, a long overdue interview and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, metalheads, kick back, relax, raise the horns, and stay tuned for another original Focus on Metal, Metal Side Chat, with your host, Scott Thompson. All right, metalheads, our guest this week is Scott from Texas Metal Underground Records. Just a very cool little record label out in uh, Texas. These guys specialize in putting out product from uh, really underground Texas metal bands, things that the rest of us probably never would have heard of outside of Texas. So really cool mission that they've been on over the last few years to put out some great metal. And I thought it was a good time to get Scott on and talk about all this. And I have to admit, this is another one of those interviews that's been kind of in the vaults for months as other things have come up. In fact, I did this one back on January 27th. So yeah, this one's been in the vault for uh, for eight months now. So a huge apologies to Scott over at uh, Texas Metal Underground Records. Originally, this whole thing was going to be part of a Texas Metal Month that I was going to do in February of this year, and it just never happened as other interviews came in and the whole thing just kind of fell apart. However, as I said, this is a cool record label. I really wanted to make sure that everybody out there knows about Texas Metal Underground Records. And if you want to find out more about them, you can go to tmurecords.com. And while you're there, you can also download their free 2016 sampler. Gotta love a record label that does the old school free sampler deal, right? I can remember going into record shops in the 80s and getting free samplers very cool stuff there. So I thought I'd kick this one off by playing a little bit of Final Vengeance. This is uh, one of the songs you'll find on their compilation and uh, great artist from Texas that otherwise we never would have known about. And from there, we're going to go right into my talk with Scott from Texas Metal Underground Records. <laughs> To you. you too. It's like uh, there's there's not many Scots in metal, so it's always good when I get to talk to another one. I know that's true. I was thinking that <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Before I called you. 
In fact, I was I would get up on Skype and I look real quick and and I'm seeing Scott Leach from Crystal Ball and I'm thinking, oh shit, I, he already called. And then I was like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, that's right, that's like one of the other Scots. It's like him, yeah. Scott Warren, and now you. Right, one of the few. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so after tonight, I'll talk to every Scot in metal. So there we go. That's probably right. Awesome. Well, Not and, wine right. Oh, that's right. Damn it, I forget about wino. That's right. So he's he's more metal than all of us. So. Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so cool. It's uh, it's it's great to talk to you. In fact, I think you're the first actual label guy we've ever had on the show. Way way back, like about five years ago, we had an A and R person from Metal Blade came on. But uh, other than that, we've never really had anybody from a label. So it's it's very cool to have you on. Not just for that, but also because uh, you got like a really cool story with your label as well. And uh, I'm really looking forward to letting everybody know all about Texas Metal Underground Records. So it's great to have you on for that, too. Cool. Well, it's an honor to be on your show, man. Definitely appreciate the opportunity. So right from the get-go, I just want to let all you guys know that uh, they that uh, TMU put out their first compilation album. And if you uh, you want to download that, you can go to uh, focusonmetal.blogspot.com and uh I put that up, a link for that up, like the day it came out. So you guys can definitely head over there, and there's a nice download link where you can get a sample of, uh, what is it, like a song off of every album in your current catalog? I think that's right, yeah. It's nice. a track from each of the releases that we've done so far. Yeah, there you go. And and good stuff on there as well. So, again, guys, go head up to uh, focusonmetal.blogspot.com. The link is up there, and get yourself a nice, uh, nice TMU music sample or start off 2016. How are we doing tonight? We doing good? We're doing good. Texas has uh, got some good weather going on right now. It was uh, in the 50s, and we're going to be up in the 70s tomorrow. How are you guys doing up there? Uh, well, actually, it is unseasonably warm here in Boston, and we were uh, we were about 46 today. So, uh, But I'm sure we'll be plunging back down to the shitty temperatures very soon. Probably. Did you escape the uh, the massive snowstorm that I've been hearing about? We did. We did. It was like just like little bits on and off, and I was expecting it to, to happen, and it just pretty much just skirted by us. But uh, it was enough. Cool. Enough of it hit mass that it definitely screwed up uh, Queensryche's gig over the weekend out in Worcester. The Worcester's a little bit west, and uh, they they did end up getting snow there, so they got a bit of it. Screwed up that concert, and obviously, I think it screwed up their DC show, and I think their Lancaster show as well. But uh, we pretty much escaped it. Yeah, I had a friend that was heading to the one up there by you, and uh, I haven't talked to her to find out if it happened. So uh, I guess that tells me something, right? There. Yeah. Well, I think it. Yeah, it it did go on, but I know that it was definitely uh, they had you know, it was a pain in the butt getting getting there and. Uh, but it it did definitely happen. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think much of anything will close the close the Palladium. They are uh, definitely uh, avid metalheads there. So, well, that's different from us out here. If we get some rain, then they're shutting down everything. <laughs> Very cool idea, I think you guys have with this label as well. And uh, and I think and I, I love the description on the website too about talking about when you guys started and the fact that you know no internet and all this and and tr- trying to preserve all that music and get it out. And I thought that was such a cool concept. And uh, is this something you've like really been dying to do, like for way beyond when you first started it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it started off basically as a uh, a website called TexasMetalUnderground.com. In the late 90s, I think I actually went live with the website in 2000. And, uh, yeah, it was basically because back then, you know, that was pre-YouTube. 
you know, pre-Google pretty much. There wasn't a whole lot of info out there on these bands that I grew up listening to and digging on. And, uh, you know, that's what the goal was, to just get some of this stuff out there and kind of uh, expose more people to it because, you know, I thought it was cool and I thought other people needed to hear it too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a really cool idea. And I mean, you guys have had a, a pretty varied metal scene in Texas. And uh, definitely, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of bands that you listen to out of Texas. And there's just, there's something in that music that you're like, yep, you know, they're a band from Texas. It's just, I don't know what it is. I, I talked to, to Jason McMaster about that. And I've talked to Big Dad Rich about that. And and I can't put your finger on it, but there's definitely, there's something there. And it's very cool to that you guys are letting us hear a lot of these other bands that we probably never would have been able to hear. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, the main idea is that, you know, I grew up with this scene in the in the 80s, and uh, there's just so many good bands in Texas. I mean, I don't know if you spend any time down here. It's just, it's such a fucking huge geographical area. You know, it's inevitable that there's going to be a good shit going on, but the one thing about it is that each of these scenes kind of developed independently of each other in a way. I grew up in the Austin area and we're close to San Antonio. So we had a bunch of bands in our area, you know, Watchtower, of course, that everybody's heard of. But then there's tons of bands that nobody would ever heard of that were kick-ass and had demos, you know? Yeah. And there was no, there was no way for anybody to kind of hear this stuff. There were, you know, the internet wasn't providing anything. So I kind of wanted to get it out there and, uh, you know, let people kind of get a taste of what was going on during the 80s in, uh, in Texas. Yeah, no, I think it's a very cool idea. And the other part of it, too, that people should know is that, you know, there's, there's definitely companies like Rock Candy out there that buy up old catalog and republish it and all that. But, I mean, you guys are so much more than that. I mean, you go to your website and you look at any of these releases you're putting out. And it's more than just a release. I mean, you have like multiple kick-ass vinyl versions and CD versions. And I mean, you guys are doing just a really amazing job of putting together a package that any true metalhead is going to look at and be like, or at least I know, I, I look at that stuff and go, oh man, I, I freaking got to have that. Yeah, well, I, that's the whole goal of the, the label, really. And I appreciate you saying that is, uh, you know, I didn't want to half-ass it. I didn't want to just put out a CD with, you know, a bare-bones little cover I wanted to kind of get more in depth and talk to the guys in the bands, do interviews with them, find old photos that they had stashed away somewhere and you know, rehearsal recordings, live recordings, flyers, that kind of shit. Mm. And totally put it together and make a, a package of it so that people could kind of get a, a, a better taste of what it was other than just the music, you know, kind of get be able to hear the background of the band and, kind of get to know the band members and where they were coming from. Yeah, I know. That's what I, I just really love that about all this, you know, because you look at like a, a company like Rhino Records and they do that same kind of thing. But I mean, they've got like deep pockets to do all that. And, and then you guys are doing this stuff and, and it's just like you look at it and go, holy crap. I mean, even like, you know, Final Ve Vengeance, besides having all the great packaging and stuff, I mean, you guys throwing in a pin in there as well. I mean, that's just... I mean, almost unheard of. So it's it's just really cool, and it just gets me psyched when I see like this kind of stuff being available. Well, cool. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is not a a money making venture. This is done for uh, the love of the music, really. That's all it is. And uh, want to put out something of quality and kind of represent the bands like I think they deserve to be seen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I noticed that you like just about everything you do. I think everything you do, right? You end up putting on vinyl. 
Do you end up selling more stuff on vinyl than on CD? I've only done one CD, and that was the first thing that we did, The Final Vengeance, which was uh, Final Assault. They're out of Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. And uh, the band Vengeance, which was kind of an offshoot of Final Assault, a lot of the same members. And that was a CD, and uh, that sold pretty well. Sold pretty well. And then uh, after that, I kind of kind of made the decision that I wanted to concentrate on vinyl, just because I, you know, I'm a kid of the '70s and '80s, and that's the way I listened to shit when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I like, you know, having the physical product right there and being able to put it on the turntable. So it kind of shifted my focus from CDs to vinyl, and uh, we've stuck with that kind of model from then. Yeah, yeah, it, and I, you know, I grew up with the vinyl too. I still got a ton of it. I remember the first time I, I pulled a vinyl record out, and my kids were little, and they just couldn't believe that music came out of that, you know, because they right. all they ever knew was CDs, and they're just looking at me like, no, like you're just lying to us again. This is like no way. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my my kids don't even own CDs. You know, it's all digital now, and they've got it on their computer. They didn't have any interest in even buying CDs anymore. So. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I. At least that's one thing is, is uh, you know, at least two of my daughters love to have, like, the physical stuff. And especially the one that I, it's my middle daughter, but I call her my metal daughter because she's she's the metalhead with me. And she just loves to have have the CDs. Of course, she just looks at all my vinyl and CDs and goes, well, it's I've kind of already got a ready-made collection. As, as soon as he kicks it, like, I'm set. So uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> It will all be yours someday. <laughs> that's it. So then that just leaves them to fight over the guitars, but I, she'll she'll end up taking all the all the music. But uh, I, I but I love the fact that you don't just put out just plain black vinyl. That you've got all these really cool pattern vinyls and all kinds of stuff like that. Did it take you a while to find a pressing plant that would do that kind of stuff for you? Yeah, I started out with uh, United out of uh, I think they're in Nashville, and uh, first couple of releases were done with them. They have limited options for that kind of thing. You know, they do solid color vinyls, but, you know, I kind of want to get into more like splatters and, you know, split colors and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I've been recently been using uh, Pirates Press out of San Francisco, and they broker with CZ, which is in the Czech Republic, one of the biggest vinyl pressing plants in the world. Though lately I've been thinking about trying to find a, a domestic plant because, there, you know, there's been more and more presses coming out of the cobwebs and being put online and so that might help but right now for going through pirates press it's about a five month wait to get something pressed wow so it's really the glut of i guess the vinyl resurgence which is good in a way but for small labels having to wait five months between sending something in and getting it back is kind of uh, a long time it's kind of getting crazy so yeah hopefully more and more uh smaller companies in the u.s are going to be putting presses online and the wait times are going to go down, but pretty much uh, CV through Pirates Press will do anything you want. I mean, they've got incredible uh, diversity in their product, and you can pretty much, anything you can think of, they can create, so that's been good. Yeah, so when you send them, you know, all the music, do they do like an initial test pressing, you know, do the cut and everything, and like let you hear it before you say, go ahead and do it, yeah? Yeah, they'll you'll send in a you know a digital master and they'll they'll cut the uh, I guess they'll cut the uh, metal parts and do a test pressing and send that to you and uh, you know once you approve it then you got to sit there and wait another four months to uh, get your final product but yeah you'll definitely get to hear it before it gets pressed yeah that's good I, I you know because it would suck to be you know waiting all that time and you get it and you're just like 
oh man, like this is just, it's wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that does happen. I've heard that that's happened to people in the, in the past. Unfortunately, not 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 me. But I noticed that um, that catalog wise, it, it seems like you keep uh, a pretty small selection from month to month. Is that pretty much a deliberate thing so that you can pretty much maintain focus and quality? Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, up to now, I've been doing pretty much just one release a year, and that factors into the time and the cost. I mean, it, it's pretty expensive to get this stuff done. Mm. So I can't really afford to do more than one every year at this point. But also it's the fact that it takes so long to get it back. So, yeah, you know, getting something back five months after you submit it kind of cuts your uh, lead time down a little bit. But I think everything we've got released right now, besides one, the Medallion 7-inch, that one's sold out. And the Sentinel demo is getting pretty low, but everything else I've got some decent quantity on. So nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed now because the medallion's on gold vinyl. It's like I don't think I have a piece of gold vinyl yet. That one looks pretty cool. Yeah, that one's good because that one's super obscure. That was a band from San Antonio, and I met the guys in that band, and you know they just happened to tell me, "Hey, we got a two-song demo that we never released." You know, and I was, you know, I jumped on. It. I was like. This this got to be heard because it's killer. It's amazing, you know. Two songs is all they did, and that was it for them. And you know, they played a handful of shows, and that was it. And that's kind of the idea behind the label is finding bands that, you know, were out there and they played a couple of shows and they recorded something, but that was it. You know, they never really distributed it. It never got passed around in the tape trading circuit. Yeah. And just you know, totally obscure shit, but killer, you know. was kind of really interesting to me because you know you talk about it being you know Nawabam influenced and if you go and you read back on the history of Nawabam that the fact that that uh you know Texas was kind of like the bastion of Nawabam fan base in the US and to be able to hear a band probably influenced by all of that coming out that was like that really interested me too yeah and it's crazy because 
you know, it's San Antonio. And this is, you know, take it back to the early 80s with bands like S.A. Slayer that were coming out of there and Wizard and uh, another band that I have on the label called Wicked Angel. You know, these guys were, you know, Mexican dudes from San Antonio and just amazing players, amazing singers. Like, how, how the hell did they find this stuff? How did they... <laughs> How they get influenced by this at, in the early '80s, but they did. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. And then the other thing I, I, I notice is that you know you have all this great stuff from the '70s and the '80s, and then you have the outlier with uh, with broken teeth. Yeah, that's right. That was kind of the uh, it's kind of the uh, oddball out of the the catalog. But I've been a fan of broken teeth shit since the late '90s, I think. I guess when they first started and. I've known Jason forever, Jason McMaster, of yeah. course. And uh, when he came to me and said, hey, we got a bunch of new songs and we want to put them out, you know, I couldn't say no to that because they're a killer band. I mean, who's, who can deny the master of disaster, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. You know. you know, And he goes back to Watchtower, which is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. And I was lucky enough to live in Austin and get to see them dozens of times at tiny clubs, you know. Watchtower to me was fucking untouchable. That's kind of the the reason I started the label is because, you know, I'd go to Watchtower shows as a kid and just be blown fucking away. Yeah. And like now the opportunity to, put, you know, put out some of the shit that was going on at the time, you know, that's kind of the whole reason behind the, I'm doing this thing. You know? Yeah. No, that is very cool, and and it is amazing that that dude, with all the stuff he does, it's all good, and and he's just still doing it after all this time and and you can just look forward to just about everything that he does yeah absolutely and uh you know besides being like the nicest guy you've ever fucking met you know and mm. you probably got some sense of that by interviewing him yep. he is busy he's talented as hell he can play any instrument he can sing his ass off and he's cool as shit mm. you know and he's got tons of bands and they're all great like you said yeah it, it is amazing and it's uh and i just you know you, you just you kind of look back to the history of a, a lot of people that came out of Texas and stuff too. And you, you just always get this, you know, this really cool sense about, about how bands operated in Texas and the camaraderie and people helping each other out. And, and you just, you seem to get a, a, a good sense of all of that. But then you look at the size of Texas and you think like, you'd expect that from like, you see that a lot in bands like in Connecticut and stuff, but you'd never expect it with this huge ass state like Texas, but uh, yeah. it's amazing. It happened. Yeah, and I think a lot of that credit needs to go back to McMaster because, you know, he was always networking, you know, he was always trading tapes, he was always helping bands get shows. You know, at the time, Watchtower was, you know, the biggest fucking band in Austin, maybe even in Texas, you know. Everybody wanted to play with Watchtower because they were guaranteed a badass crowd. And he was never, you know, arrogant about it. He was always getting bands to come down and play with Watchtower here in Austin. You know, he'd get bands from Corpus to come up. He'd get bands from Dallas to come down, San Antonio. And he'd always treat them fucking awesome, you know. And that was the cool thing about the scene was, I don't think without somebody like Jason kind of being the ringleader, it probably wouldn't have happened the way it did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, one thing I noticed on your website and I was I like I looked around because I was I was shocked it wasn't there in, is that uh, you don't have like an email list sign up type of thing. And I, I would think with what you do with limited releases like that would be the perfect thing to 
to let you know, you know, here's your audience. Hey, this is what I got coming out and, and, uh, and stuff. Yeah, that's, you're, you're probably absolutely right about that. And it's something that I've kind of neglected, I guess, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> by, you know, I'm kind of just now putting my feet in the water of getting out there more, you know, I've got, a. Uh, Benjamin with online metal promotion, kind of helping me out now, getting the word out. You know, I've got a huge email list of people that I send out new release information to. And, you know, not surprisingly, most of these people are in Europe. You yeah. know, my, probably 99% of my sales are Germany, Greece, Italy, you know, over there. Yeah. Because they're fucking insatiable for this kind of shit. They love Texas metal. They love underground American metal. They do. It's amazing. I mean, back in that time period, I was in a band that actually got signed to Black Rose Records in Germany. And I was Mm -hmm. like, how the hell did they even hear of us? Like, nobody else would touch us. And all of a sudden, we get this, you know, I'm not like it was some, you know, life-changing deal, but it was like, you're kidding me. Like, suddenly we're big in Germany? What the hell is that? And I don't think that's ever changed over there. No, I mean, that's the thing. When I first started the website in 2000, you know, I, I started getting emails from people in Europe and Greece and these people knew more about Texas metal than I did. You know, <laughs> it was crazy. And these people were just so into it. And that's kind of was the inspiration for it. That once I started getting feedback from all these people that because in the U S field didn't give a shit really, hmm. you know, it mattered to me. That's why I did the website. But when I started getting all this feedback from people in Europe that were passionate about it, you know, and really fucking wanted to know more about it and get copies of the demos and stuff like that. That's kind of what fueled the whole thing. You know, you got to take the inspiration somewhere, but uh, definitely you can count on Focus on Metal being behind you as well. Uh, definitely want to let people know what you've got going out there. And, you know, a lot of this stuff fits right into our wheelhouse too. And, and a lot of people that listen, you know, they listen back to us because they want to know about, you know, either bands that are currently playing in this style or just old stuff to go back and discover. Because, I mean, really, there's so much freaking music out now and the internet and the YouTube and all that, it's like, how do you know and kind of separate the shit from the good stuff? And, and a lot of people turn to, turn to shows like ours to, to figure it out. So, you know, I love the stuff you're doing. So you can definitely count on us being behind you. I totally appreciate it, man. I tip my hat to you and people that are doing stuff like that to kind of keep the old shit alive. You know, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, I've barely scratched the surface. I've got so many other bands that I want people to know about. Hmm. I plan on doing releases for it. It's just a matter of, you know, time and money, basically. Yep. I hear you. Know, there's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's tons of shit in the, in the catalog that, that's going to come out. That, I mean, I think the best is yet to come, actually. People are going to shit their pants over some of the stuff that I've got lined up for the future. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So, of course, why don't you give out the website so people know where to go and find all this good shit? Absolutely. Go to tmurecords.com. Uh, go to tmurecords.bandcamp.com. Go to TexasMetalUnderground.com. You can find us on Facebook and all that stuff as well. But uh, basically, go to TMURecords.com. It'll get you everything you need to know. It's been very cool to talk to yet another Scott. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to to shoot the shit with us. And uh, again, we are 100% behind you. And uh, I am I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what you got coming out next as well. It's it's great that. Uh, folks like you are out there and doing this and uh i think it's just a really co- a cool thing a, a nice focus you're not like trying to do all kinds of other crazy shit and you know pulling all kinds of stuff it's it's got this cool focus i think it lets people know what it is that they're in for when they come to tmu 
And I just think that makes it a whole better experience. I appreciate it, man. I totally appreciate the support. I like what you're doing. I like that people are still into the old shit, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Well, of course, some of us are old, so we're naturally into the old shit. But <laughs> yeah, me included, brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you know, invitations open anytime you want to come back on on the show. You know, you got some big thing you want to announce or whatever. You know, just hit me up, and definitely we'll have you come back on and uh, let people know what's going on. And so that way, there we can just keep on supporting you. I appreciate it, man. I definitely will. I got some stuff coming up this year that I think people are going to dig. So. I'll- I will definitely ring you up first and let you know what's going on. Awesome, man. I I definitely appreciate that. All right, Scott, I'll let you go and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, cool. Dude, I totally appreciate it. This is my my first one, so uh, I do appreciate the support, man. It's fucking awesome, and uh, definitely fucking keep you guys in the loop. Awesome, and uh, hopefully we can spread the word. We can uh, maybe try to get you... uh, hooked on to a bunch of other shows as well and uh, just really you know just blast this out there let people know what's going on in texas excellent man i'm down for anything all right cool all right brother scott nice to hear from you man you too man all right all right later talk to you later all right before we get out of here how about throwing you one more texas metal underground records track i thought what the hell Jason McMaster, such a cool guy, friend of the show want to play a track off of the uh, broken teeth album That was put out by the Texas Metal Underground Records label. This one's called Flamethrower. And again, remember the address to get all this good stuff is tmurecords.com. And yes, the guy continues to put out really cool stuff. He just announced on September 7th that they're putting out uh, the Bad Heaven demos from 86 to 87. 12-inch colored vinyl, full color jacket. Thing looks pretty freaking cool so uh again texas metal underground continues to dig up and bring to us great underground texas metal <laughs>
So that will do it for another week of Focus on Metal because we're back. back And I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of insight into uh, the Texas Metal Underground label. Go ahead and uh, support that label and all the stuff they they do. That was kind of going to be the tail end of my uh, whole Texas Metal Month I was going to do. And that whole thing kind of fell apart because Richie kept getting us cool interviews. So... uh, (laughs) So I'm going to blame him for having not played that for a long time. But uh, anyways, it's good to be back and uh, hopefully more good stuff on the way as we forge ahead as uh, into the history of uh, Focus on Metal. Yeah, we're going to do Saxon. We're going to do the next episode. I promise you. I'll just come down some night and say, right, I'm not booking any interviews and we'll have nothing else to run. So we'll run Saxon. All right. That sounds good. All right. Well, anyways, it's good to see you, dude. I mean, we haven't really talked since no. since Glenn. No. And uh, really, that's I think. Yeah, since the guy was using Glenn. Good. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, good to be back. And uh, as usual, you know the spiel. Follow us on focusonmetal.net, focusonmetal.blogspot.com. Uh, Richie's always been putting up the questions lately on Facebook, so he's kind of not been on break because those have been coming through with a lot of great responses. And mm-hmm. uh, also always out there on the Twitter. So uh, that, until, That's uh, you. You're yeah, the Twitter. That's me, yeah. So uh, until we talk to you again next week, have yourselves a great metal week. And... Remember, focus on metal. Everything else is insignificant. It's over. Go home.